0: Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I have Paul. Welcome back, Paul. How are you, man?
1: I'm fine, Jerry. I'm enjoying the World Cup more than I thought I would do. England's off roo, the sun is shiny. I'm having a lovely day. <laughs> and
0: I am am uh, living vicariously through you. So thank you for that. And thank you, Jordan Pickford. There you go. Thank you, Jordan Pickford. Oh yeah. Um So uh, really quick, let's go through uh, the summary of what the show is going to look like for the podcasters out there. Uh, We're going to start with a World Cup update, talk about uh, how our guys are doing at the World Cup, and uh, the sweepstake update. Who's still alive? There's only two still alive. Hardly anyone is still alive. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, So then we'll do a little transfer focus, and we're going to talk about uh, Kieran Tierney and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. With some brief mention of uh, Rami Ben and uh, Yeri Mina, so we'll talk about all of that coming up in a little while. Additionally, we'll talk about outgoing transfers because we've had some. That's been the main focus for Everton this transfer window, window so far, getting some people off the bill, off the wage bill. You know, free up a bunch of space. Let's buy some folks now. And uh, lastly, we're going to talk about the uh, the possible first team chances of Benny Buningame. Buning- 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 Okay, uh, Is he actually going to be in the squad? Uh, are we going to put him out alone? Do you think the coach is going to be impressed? What could be his role? we got to go into that. And I'm just going to say Benny. Because Boningimi. Boningimi. Yeah, Benny. Let's do it. Benny. <laughs> All right, Paul. So let, let's build up to Pickford, shall we? Let's start mm-hmm. with Idrissa Gay. Uh, Idrissa Gay's Senegal is out mm. after a loss. Yeah. To uh, gosh, who did they lose to? Colombia. They lost to Colombia. Also- yeah, it was a loss to Colombia because they played well and they didn't deserve to lose to Colombia, but they mm-hmm. lost. And uh, because of fair play, they're yeah. out. The tiebreaker with them in Japan. Mm. So uh, bummer, but you know what? Japan actually made a good showing for themselves in the uh, yeah. in their first yeah. knockout round. So. I'm not totally hating the fact that they were out. But, uh, yeah, here's the thing about Idrissa Gay's team going out. It was off a corner, and Idrissa Gay was on the post with his hand on his hip, just kind of chilling when the ball went about four feet to his right.
1: Oh, dear, there.
0: So I saw, when I saw it happen, I was like, oh, no, maybe I just missaw that. Oh, no, I hope nobody sees that. And then it's all over the place.
1: <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. Well, heartbreaking for him, but you know he did. He did. I think I don't think he got credit, credited with the goal in the end, but he did. He kind of did score in the first game. Yep. So it was a total crappy World Cup for him. I mean, I really like Senegal. I, I was very disappointed when they went out. I mean, I like I like Japan too, but I, I I really would have liked to see Senegal come through because it's not very. I think that was only the second time they ever got to a World Cup, and mm. you know they really brighten up the tournament. You know they're not a really a crap house team but they're not they're not colombia they, they don't roll around causing trouble their fans are really good look like they're having really good fun in the state in the stadium they've got some very very underrated good players gay being one of them and their manager just looks cool as anything he's with the long hair and things like that so i, I was very disappointed for gay they didn't deserve to go out based on performances they they over the three games they played well enough to go through definitely yeah. and to go out in the way they did just off of of a fair play rule that's that's very tough to swallow for them but at least Garner can come, go on his vacation now and come back for preseason nice and fresh so um, shame for him but Senegal's lost his Everton's game so well with just not, not the biggest disaster is it?
0: no uh, it's, it's not I mean for him a bit but at the same time yeah. I mean you yeah, I, I mean how many how long has he been here and how many times have you sat there and questioned him his effort or his attitude I say none never Okay. Never. And the only negative thing I've really seen from him was having his hand on his hip. He clearly mentally shut down for yeah. a second when just that goal went. Lack in. of
1: concentration.
0: Probably would not have gotten to that goal anyway, but the fact that he was doing that, it just looks bad. You know? Uh, yeah. but you know what? It, it it shouldn't happen for a professional footballer, but he's a human being. All right. So I'm yeah. not gonna condemn the guy on one play, but let's hope that shit doesn't creep in. To this season. And I don't think it will. Okay? I, I felt like we can depend on him for a while. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So, uh Idrissa Gay is out. Gylfi is out. Okay? After Iceland War. lost to Croatia 2-1. to one, uh, For the most part, I feel like his strong, Gylfi's strongest performance was against Argentina. Uh, that first game. And that was Iceland's strongest performance, yeah. really. Performance, really. Um, again, I'm, I'll be glad when he comes back too. You know?
1: Yeah, he, it was kind of similar for him. I mean, he had a tournament with his ups and downs. I mean, he missed apparently in one game, then he scored in the next game, and then they went out again. So it just was very much a yo yo World Cup for him and Iceland in general. But, you know, he was coming off of a, of a long injury. I mean, he, wasn't he out for like the last two months of the season going into the World Cup? So, yeah, I don't. He can't have been fully fit, mm-hmm. really. But hopefully those those three games that he played, I don't think he played any warm-ups prior to the tournament, did he? As far as I'm aware. Um, I, I don't think so. I games. think
0: they were, it was a little questionable as to whether he was going to be fit for some people. Mm. And then he so, was declared fit, like, I think, that week. So
1: Yeah, so basically, he's played three games in about two, three months. So hopefully that'll that's just the perfect amount of game time for him to kind of kickstart again and reawaken his muscle memory and kind of Kind of getting his fitness up, and then it's the perfect time for him to go and have a rest again. So he was out for a while. He was recovering. He got fit. He got sort of physically fit, as in able to get on the pitch. And then he got got a couple of game times in. I mean, obviously it's not pre-season. It's a World Cup, but for Evertonians, it would have felt like he's playing pre-season for someone else. He's got some game time under his belt. He kind of experienced the emotions of that goes through. So it's not just a case of he came on and he kind of just passed the ball around and it was all accidental. He got to play in very high-pressure intense games so he was able to break himself back in again and that just that, ref- that kind of I'm trying to figure the words to kind of um, get himself back in that environment on a pitch in a big game where all his fans are, look- are looking and need him to really pull out a performance to get three games like that after such a long time out and now a chance for him to go away and rest again now I think that's ideal so hopefully when the preseason starts again and he comes back because obviously him and Gay are gonna have a little bit of extra time to recover when he's back in preseason and he's fully back training again, hopefully he is absolutely in tip-top shape because he's had a rest and he's had some game time as well in between that. So hopefully it's not a case of him needing to shake any more rust off. That's what I'm saying. He won't have any rust on him, but he'll also be very, very fit and fully ready to just start the season bang in form 100%, which was obviously not the case last season. He seemed like he was playing catch-up for a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, he had that rest during our season and now he's going to mm-hmm. get a little rest during the summer. I agree. I think the World Cup was perfect for Sigurdsson mm-hmm. being ready when our season starts. Uh, he's he's not going to get a full preseason, obviously, but this is this is a preseason essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's getting that now. Uh, now mm-hmm. we do need. I I will continue to be interested and intrigued as to how uh, Silva's going to use him uh, mm-hmm. and how he's going to fit into Silva's system. Uh, so that's something I'll, I'll be really curious to kind of see how we play in our in our uh, preseason uh, game matches to see what kind of formation we're playing and what players will be. F- you know, I, f- I think it'll be interesting to see who uh, where Dowell's playing. You know, because I feel like Dowell's a similar similar player to Sigurdsson in terms of how they play. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like wherever we see Dowell slot in, maybe where we see. Sigurdsson slot in. I just don't see either one of them playing the wing, though, in a Silva system. I just don't. So, anyway. it be be interesting. Uh, Yeah. I'll be psyched to have him back, though, because I want a full season with that guy. I really do. Um, uh, So. The mind of the moments. He's got short arms. He's not tall. He used the wrong hand. Anybody else want to slag this guy off? Really? Anyone?
1: Mm. Well, now that he's done well for England and he's practically England's property, they're going to spend the next six months at trying to get him to a Champions League club. Of course. That's the way the British media works. They'll <laughs> tell a guy he's terrible and then as soon as he does something good for England, he's the greatest thing since Winston Churchill and he belongs in the Champions League out Chelsea or a Man United. Yeah. So, just get ready for that. Pickford, the guy who was Too small, wrong hands, doesn't talk enough, you know. All those things that these idiots were coming out and calling him, they'll be the guys banging the drum trying to get this guy a move to a big club now. You watch.
0: The easiest thing to do on a goal is to blame the keeper. That's the easiest thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's so simple. He's the one in goal. It's not as easy to blame the left back that probably should have shepherded the player out wide. Danny
1: Rose. (laughs) I I did think that. I thought, why is Rose giving that guy basically the entire field to pick his time, have a cigarette, have himself a cup of tea and then have the shot at the goal? He gave him all the time in the world. But as you were saying a moment ago, what really struck me about the criticism Pickett was getting was a lot of goalkeepers were saying, no, the guy has not done anything wrong. Get off his back. What are people criticising him for? And every single player I saw who criticised him was an outfield player, a yeah. defender. Yes. A Lee Dixon, a Gary Neville, <laughs> an Arsene Wenger. And for you, it's like, you've. Got, I bet those guys as defenders, they've got plenty of experience of blaming the goalkeeper when a goal goes in. It's not our fault, we're the defenders. It's not my fault that I didn't get out quick enough. It's, <laughs> it's the guy behind me, don't blame me. They've got plenty of experience in passing the blame or mm. kind of just throwing all the bad press onto the goalkeeper. So, As I said, the guy, the criticism Pickford was getting was absolutely ridiculous. He's made everybody look stupid. The same guys who were criticising him the other night or through the week, sorry, are now the same people who are up his backside now. Guys like Lee Dixon who sits there on the TV saying, oh, Jordan Pickford got a lot of criticism and he he shoved it right back down their throats and he proved people wrong. It's like, yeah, he got criticism off you. you. Yeah. (laughs) Off you. (laughs) Well, yeah, Jordan Pickford proved a lot of people wrong. Yeah, he proved you wrong. (laughs) you didn't didn't need to say all that so just again I'm really happy for Jordan I mean he can say now no matter what happens in this tournament he can say he's had a good tournament now because he saved a penalty in the shootout he was absolutely vital in getting England to the next round he made that Matrix style save two seconds before their goal so Pickford has basically more than justified the fact that he deserved to be the number one going into the tournament and not Butland and all the people who were just looking to jump on his back and just blame him because they need something to talk about. They've been made to look absolutely stupid. Yeah. And I'm more than made up for him.
0: Yeah, I told my wife, I was like, no one's going to talk about that amazing save he made right before the goal, because it was right before the goal. All right? The fact that he got full extension and batted it just <laughs> past, and it was clearly going right into the corner, right into the upper right corner, okay? That full extension, it was amazing. And the thing is, that was a concentration tester because he, no one would have expected a shot from there. It was a great shot. It was fully smart shot off, off of that Columbia player. I, I totally don't remember who took the shot. Uh, I was so surprised. I've be, been busy watching Pickford in that replay. I don't even care who shot it. But, but honestly, that I, and I knew it. I knew that everybody was going to talk about the goal if they lost. You know what I mean? If England lost, that was what they were going to talk about. But thank God, he made a great save in the shootout. And so I see a lot of people going back and showing that amazing video, that slow-mo video of him extending to that. Oh, man. So I'm just glad it's getting credit because it deserves it. You know, concentration is a fully underrated part of goalkeeping. All right? We all remember Tim Howard. Okay? Tim Howard was an amazing keeper if he had to make 20 saves a game. If he's sitting there facing shot, 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 you know, and he, can, he can shut people down. He showed it many times before. But you remember when Martinez was the manager and he only had to face one or two shots a game and he got mm-hmm. scored on one or two times a game? Yeah. Like I remember one time we played Spurs and they Spurs had one shot and we lost 1-0, one 1-0. Like, seriously. And it was a concentration thing with him. He's gotten older. Okay? That's just who he is. That's... People get older. It's the way it is. Right now, Pickford is demonstrating that he's got concentration. All right? That's a... a, People don't realize that's necessity. You know? So, I... Yeah. We're happy as hell. This is good. You know, I'm... I'm not English. So, I'm... I'm just having to rely on you guys' joy, and and if an Everton player plays well, that's that's gonna be one of my big priorities. To be honest with you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, anyway, we're this is good. This is good things. So now it's time to time to shut down Sweden. So, uh, so uh, something we haven't discussed. Our picks. For World Cup champ are all out. <laughs> you had picked Spain, I believe, and yes. Terry and I had picked Germany, and Max had picked Germany. They're gone. So there's mm. that. Our Golden Boot picks are not looking great. <laughs> no. I think the main Golden Boot picks uh, right now that are doing well: Kane and Lukaku. Sweepstake. Who's left? john had germany we were all squinting furrowing our eyebrows at the fact that john who had done the sweepstake had germany guess what he's out all right i had nigeria the hipster jersey choice all right they're out max had spain they're out david had denmark they're out tom had saudi arabia they're out edward had belgium And he's one of your, he's one of the people that are still in. Okay. Paul, you had Costa Rica. The Ticos did not, did not have a great tournament. Uh, Jacob has England. Clearly they're in. Thomas had uh, Peru. They're out. Terry had Iceland. They're out. And Paul F had Australia. They're out. So Jacob with England, Edward with Belgium. Feasibly those could actually meet in the final. Okay. So we'll see. Okay, And no, whoever wins wins nothing, just to say. It's not, like they're, it's not like we all chucked in like five pounds because I don't even know how much that would be in dollars anyway. So uh, uh, so I guess that's it for our World, World Cup update. World Cup date. Wordplay. ready to talk transfers, man? I am. Okay. We are going to do a focus on Kieran Tierney and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, but just to start off uh, with two of the hot rumors from today, uh, Rami Bensabaini, he's Algerian, he's a center back, but he also can cover left back. I think he played left back all last season for Rennes. Rennes. I, my French is terrible. Uh, but uh, six foot one, he's, uh, he's young. Uh, a $13 million, I don't know if that's a million euro deal, has been mooted. Uh, yeah, some say we're close to already signing him. I don't know, but it would be very much under the radar because I'd never heard of this player. I did go back and go do some research, and he does go, does look really composed in the back, and he's very yeah. good in the air. Uh, but I don't know if this is happening or not. I've got to be honest. No idea.
1: I mean, he, he, is he, is he's young, isn't he? He's 22, 23. Yeah, he's very young. I, mean, I, can, I, I can definitely see us being in the mar- market for a very young centre-back. I mean, I don't really know much about this guy, if there's anything much on it. I mean, he plays in League One and uh, it's for Stadia Rents, who are nothing great in League One. I mean, I, I, and they finished in the bottom half there last season. I, I don't, I'm not holding my breath on this transfer, if I'm honest. I mean, the only links I'm seeing with it is in the Daily Star which I don't know if you know much about the Daily Star in this country, but it's most famous for having pictures of topless gales. So I kind of take anything they say, transfer-wise, I get around in football teams, I take that with a pinch of salt. So maybe the guy can come in, it would be a big shot, but I'm, I'm not getting in the welcome party ready just yet, mm. really.
0: I'm also about the same place you are on that, because when you read the story, you see that they, they reference that a source close to the player said that it's close to <laughs> happening. <laughs> So I, I don't think that one's going to happen, but hey, you know, uh, maybe his brother's sister's former roommate is right, telling the star that it's going to happen. Who knows? Uh, so here's another one that I actually think may be more ready-made. Gary Mina, Colombia, center back, 6'5", 23 years old. He recently was signed by Barca, uh, so that's a thing. But I think they want rid of him. Okay, so the big, tall Colombian center back—if you remember him from uh, the uh, the World Cup match versus England—he got the header goal. He scored uh, three header goals in the World Cup. This—I mean, yeah, Yeah. he—he's really good in the air. Um, But uh, and there are rumors from I think the Echo. Uh, yeah. That we have, that we are very interested in contact has been made. I saw another rumor, and I don't know where this was from, that we have made a 24 million euro bid. Uh, and who's to know what happens there? I didn't think we could get this guy, to be honest with you. But if we've already reached out, uh, yeah.
1: Um, since since he kind of left the club, we have been da- crying out for Sylvan Distan. Like replacement defender. Big, tall guy, wins headers, has got pace, can cover up bounds if he's ever caught out of position, and a guy who basically is has got a bit of a... I'm trying to think of the word. it has got a bit of a mean streak, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what this guy has. We saw that against England. The guy mm-hmm. is not afraid to cause a bit of trouble. I, I, I've I, all thought it's great having a, a, an old-fashioned English centre-half, like a Michael Keane and a Jaggy Elker as the backup, but we do need a kind of uh, yeah, kind of, an old-fashioned snide. You know what I mean? yeah. Next to them, a guy who can kind of do the dirty work, the guy who annoys the opposition strikers, the guy who wins the headers, the guy who throws his hands up and complains to the referee, the guy who will kind of... He, and uh, he's not old, he's, he's young as well, but the guy who will kind of do the dark art stuff. Yes. You know what I mean, the, the, the experience <laughs> stuff. If this does happen, I, I'd i be very, very interested. I would really like it. Yeah. M- much more so than the other guy who we talked about a few minutes ago.
0: The vibe that I'm getting from the Echo now, because I didn't used to really trust them, is that the club are pushing them some information this season the way they used to push stuff to Jim White. And I don't think that's happening anymore. That relationship's not happening. So I genuinely think every once in a while we're slipping them a note saying, here, guys, here's something. It's just for you. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's a real connection. So let's get to our actual transfer focus. Kieran Tierney, Uh, again, the echo – came out and put out a, a story, and it was joined by other publications as well, that Kieran Tierney is our uh, one of our main foci this particular uh, transfer window, and we want him to be the successor to Baines. Um, they've listed a price that it would be over 25 million pounds. Um, I have no idea uh, exactly how this would work. He's a talented guy. He's a super talented kid, Uh, He has played Champions League games against some big opposition and not looked outclassed. Uh, So uh, he recently signed a big contract. He's 21 years old. He's a boyhood Celtic supporter. He's claimed that this is his dream place. He wants to stay there for the longest time. He's been out there with a megaphone, you know, talking to the supporters. You know, he seems like Mr. Celtic. Um... And the Celtic supporters are all adamant, for the most part, that he's going nowhere. And he's definitely at least going to stay for their 10th win in a row in terms of, uh, yeah, 10 in a row. They keep saying 10 in a row. Okay, so but the ones who have said he'll leave eventually, man, are doing nothing but slagging off Everton saying he'll leave for a bigger club. Okay, Uh, and they just then they just say mean things about our club. No need for that. No need for that. You can be respectful. And we'll be respectful about Celtic here. Okay? I don't see any need to talk jive about their club. I really don't. Um, However, man, have you seen some of the ITK information that's out there about this guy?
1: Yes. Little little bits of it. I mean, like 80 grand a week, apparently, we're going to offer the guy. I mean, if the guy's going to get that amount of money, if there's anything to that, then he needs to be coming in and he needs to be playing straight away. I was talking to my, my brother Terence. He was said saying I, he was saying how if Teeny comes in, he doesn't think Teeny will come straight in. He would like to see him phased in with maybe Baines starting the season and kind of Teeny kind of being sort of slowly broken in and kind of getting a run in the team after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I just don't, I don't see that happening for that amount of money. I, I don't think Everton Football Club can give a guy a contract like that and just put him on the bench. If Tini comes, I would really, really like that. I mean, I have not heard anyone say a bad word about this kid. But if he comes, he has to be going in the team straight away for the money that's being um, bounced around.
0: I think that's why he would come to us is because mm-hmm. he's wanting a different challenge. And mm-hmm. I mean, because the the Celtic supporters are saying, why would he go to Everton? Because he would have no European football, and they haven't won a cup for a while, you know. And there's these are, I mean, really, there's. It's it's not the nicest stuff, but at the same time, think about it. They're not awful points that they're bringing up. I see what they mean. Yeah. you know. Uh, however, why would he go to Man United and probably sit the bench and just waste away when he could come to us, get really good game time, and if he was Mr. Ambitious, and if we, for some reason, while he's here, we don't do anything while he's here, and we don't grow at all – but he ch- proves himself, then he's been able to grow for a little bit here, and then he can go off to some other place if, he, if that's the way he views it. See, my ideal scenario is he comes here, we improve, we get to where we want to be, and he wants to stay. You know what I mean? That's, but you never know if that happens. But ITKs are saying that this is a done deal, the Celtic ITKs, and I'm assuming these ITKs for them are better than ours, okay? However... True ITKs, we were joking around with it earlier, true ITKs are mythical creatures, okay? You have to treat them like this, okay? Because the true ITK who has all the answers does not exist. It is like a unicorn because unicorns don't exist, but horses exist. So what you do is you look at all the people who are claiming to be unicorns and just accept them as horses and you still will get information. Usually, you know what I mean. So you look at these supposed ITKs. Some of them have legit information. You mentioned it earlier. The real question here is: if he comes, what happens with Baines and Robinson? So do you do you loan Robinson out and and, and you know let Baines kind of maybe rotate a little bit with Tierney, or? Do you say Baines go try to get a starting gig somewhere and possibly roll with two completely unproven left backs in the Premier League? I Mm. see. My thinking is you loan out Robinson one more year, you keep Baines and Tierney, and you decide who looks best in training, and you start that player. Mm. You know, Um, I do think Robinson should be in our plans at some point. I have a soft spot because you know he plays for. U.S. national team and everything, Uh, but I don't know if he's ready. I feel like he's in a position the way Kenny was last season um, in that I don't know if he's ready to start as much because I don't think Kenny was ready to start as much as he did last season. I think Kenny's ready to be a filler when he needs to be, but I don't think he's ready to shoulder the load full-time, and I don't think Robinson is either. Uh, but I don't necessarily know. I think it's a risk if you go like that and you don't keep Baines, who actually played well last season when he was in. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Well, I, I think it's worth mentioning. It depends on what, what Baines is happy with. If mm-hmm. Baines is willing to accept more of a, a backseat, mm-hmm. then great, ideal, we can do what you said. So we'll wait and see. But well, I, I do think that transfer will happen.
0: So, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, 22 years old, he's on the English national team. He has actually shown up in the World Cup and put in some decent performances. Uh, he's a center mid, attacking mid, whatever you want to call him. Because uh, he's, he's, he's sort of played both. Uh, he's technically on the books with Chelsea, but he was on loan with Crystal Palace last, last season. There are rumors that we are in for him the same way Palace are. Uh, And maybe I don't know if West Ham's in there as well I don't know But the rumors are that Chelsea don't want to sell Only loan Uh, Not sure what's going on with that And I don't know I'm really, i not even sure if we even want him It's hard to say Uh, But I think he's a talented guy Uh, He's had injury troubles He has That's been a thing Uh, So do you rate him despite the injuries?
1: Me and I rate him. I mean, he offers—he he offers something that I don't think many other players in our team do. He—he he gets the ball and he looks to drive forward. And we need—we needed that so badly at times last season. I mean, I'm not the biggest Barkley fan in the world and never was, but I did notice a huge difference. There were times last season I thought we need Barkley in this team mm-hmm. or a player like that. We need a, a guy who will just pick the ball up in our half and he will carry it 25, 30, 35 yards. And he will either win as a free kick or he'll put it out wide. He'll just push the team forward. And I think Loftus-Cheek does that really, really effectively. And it's a strange time at Chelsea at the moment, isn't it? I mean, no one really knows what's going on down there. Conte is still there as of now, as of this video going out. But he looks like he'll be gone any day.
0: And Sarri's Same. supposedly coming think, in, but what's going on with that? Yeah, the, yeah.
1: New, the new guy coming in. For all we know, this new guy, sorry, will come in. And he wants to build his team around Loftus-Cheek. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, he could come in and think, no, Loftus-Cheek's not going anywhere. I want to work with that kid. If, if he is available, I, I would definitely like... I would I think it's worth ha- having a loan, definitely. I mean, worst that can happen, if we get him on loan, he doesn't really cut the mustard, or things just don't work out for various reasons, and okay, we can send him back. But if he's available, definitely, but I just kind of... I would wait to I would wait and see to see what's happening with Chelsea there before we lay our cards to the table and say we're mm. definitely interested.
0: I'm just curious how we use him. That's my... That's my thing. Because I think if you're looking at Silva's formation, he would have to play, you know, because he a lot of times runs 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. He would have to be one of the three just in front, like one of the three center mids, Mm -hmm. uh, or one of the two. Uh, defensive players that would play right in front of the f- or he'd have to play attacking the center attacking mid-roll the 10 okay so where do you actually play this guy because if he's coming to Everton he's playing he's coming for first team football that would be why okay he just doesn't want to sit the bench anymore he wants to play that's why he potentially wants to leave Chelsea so if you've got to start Sigurdsson in the 10 role you know in that in the 3 in the 4-3-3 three, three, that, that middle 3 do you play, do you play Loftus' cheek with him and Gay, and that's your kind of your your three in the middle? Uh, were you pl- are you playing him more as an eight? Is that how that works? Because if you play him more as an eight, he is somebody who's going to be coming back and playing playing more, you know, a ball winner, but also pushing forward. All right, I uh, I don't know. I think that's I don't think he would take Sigurdsson's spot. Because where else do you play Sigurdsson, or do you play Sigurdsson in the eight role and push <laughs> and push Loftus cheek up to that to that uh, more attacking center mid roll more the uh, Tom Cleverley position? You know what I mean? Uh, that he was playing for Watford. So I'm trying to figure out where you use Loftus cheek because I don't think yeah. we're going to run him on the wings, even though he's a fast guy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. From what we've read too, and um, Marcos Silva seems very keen on kind of convincing Morgan Schneidlin to sit around. So if if let's just say hypothetically that happens, Morgan Schneiderlin doesn't leave, or we sign a player to directly replace Morgan Schneiderlin, so he wants he, it makes me straight that he wants to play with a number six, like a kind of a, a, a ball winning number six. So if we keep Schneiderlin there and we keep Gay either side of him, who's the other guy? Is that going to be Sigurdsson? Yeah, to play as the third guy, more the more attacking guy, or is that going to be rock, someone like a Loftus Cheek? Are we going to play a Davis there for the energy? I yeah. mean, it seems like there is not enough room for everybody. If Loftus Cheek were to come in, either Sigurdsson or probably Adrisa John Gay would be the guys who make way, mm. and I'm not sure how that would go down. I mean, I'd be interested to see it, but yeah. mm, I'd, I'd be very, very. It would be very strange to see an Everton side that doesn't have a fully fit. Sigurdsson or Idris gay in it.
0: So that's that's my big problem with the transfer and one of the reasons why I'm not sure it's going to happen. I'm sort of leaning toward no. Uh, mm. But I think two weeks ago I was leaning toward it happening, so who knows how I'm going to feel next week. I guess that's it for transfer focus uh, on Tierney and Loftus-Cheek. Uh, both good players. Let's see if they end up in, at Everton. <laughs> We need to go over outgoing transfers. There have been some. We've had no incomings. They've been all outgoing. Let's let's cut the wage bill so we can bring in some people who aren't going to be stealing a living. That'd be great. Uh, so, um, let's just start with one that people are sort of conflicted about. Wayne Rooney to DC United on a free. Uh, and that the reason it's on a free has to do with wages, I believe. Um, so, yeah. Some people are annoyed that he left some people are like oh he's a legend and other people are like no he's not an everton legend he gave us some goals last season cool have fun come back and coach sometime that's to me seems like the natural way to put it you know what i mean
1: regarding wayne rooney i think people are the people who are who took it badly they took it badly because it's very clear now obviously based on what he said at that press conference that rooney himself has taken it badly I think if Rooney was kind of like the driving forward behind the move, if Rooney had came out and said, "No, I I definitely want to go here. It's I don't want to stay at Everton anymore. I, MLS is for, is absolutely where I want to be." Then I think kind of the supporters who wanted him to stay would not be kind of they wouldn't they wouldn't be as vigorous in their defence of the guy. I mean, I've I've read a lot of people saying oh the guy still had it he just needed legs around him he was misused he played too many games that the manager didn't give it didn't use him properly and there is some truth to that maybe but yeah it was time to, it was time to leave it was the best cl- deal for all parties but i think the only people who've got a problem with it are the people who you know they, they love rooney it really yeah. hurt them when he left and it's hurting them again that he's leaving again now but but the big difference this time is rooney force the move last time it seems very much like it was the club forcing him to go this time because he did not to me i mean he was putting a brave face on it but he did not look overly thrilled at being uh, at being at that press conference yesterday it seemed like i'm only here because it's the next best thing kind of thing i I didn't get what i want so i'm just kind of trying to make the best of this which is what i think that that was just all his body language told me in that press conference when i watched it was I'm just going to try and make the best of this. To yeah. See what happens. Not yes, this is absolutely what I want. I'm going to really wrap my arms around this. Yeah. I, really it was time to leave, yeah. and I think the man himself is having a hard time of accepting that.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with that. Um, I'm a sentimental guy. I don't like. I, I was psyched the fact that he came back. Uh, I I thought he actually started the season much stronger than I expected. Um, I think he's got some in the tank still. I do. I think he can still play. But the problem is we brought in a director of football and a manager. Okay? We brought them both in. Okay? We're showing faith in them. They have priority right now. The director of football's number one priority right now, cutting the wage bill to bring in other players. He's trying to be responsible. And if a player is not going to be contributing significantly, we're going to put them somewhere else to cut their wages. That's just what's going to happen. And I guarantee you Rooney had a conversation with Silva, and Silva was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You don't fit into my plan. You don't fit into my system. Because he doesn't. Look at his previous teams. Okay? He wants three center midfielders who have some pace and are going to run hard the whole time. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing. And I don't think Rooney is going to cover as much ground as the other center mids. And I I just don't think. I think he can contribute in DC. I think he'll do. I think he'll do well, better than other people are predicting. But I, you just can't have room for sentimentality when you're trying to turn around a club right now. That sucks, but it's the reality. You know, you bring in people who can make hard decisions and take the friggin' emotion, emotion out of it. You know what I mean? So. uh, But good luck, man, Wayne. We are. I I am going to be going to DC to watch you with my family. Just saying. I'm driving. It's happening. And it'll be a big deal. A really big deal. Um, so, Luke Garbutt to Oxford United on loan. The reason it's a loan is because we gave him a new contract. <laughs> and and yeah, so that's no one's going to buy him for what we would need based on that contract. It's just not going to happen. So he's on loan. Our loan players usually do well at Oxford. They're usually happy. So, hope he does well. You know? It's just a a disappointing situation. I think all of us were hoping he'd get more of a shot last season rather than Cuco Martina at left back, which was not a natural fit. But No. So, Connor Grant to Plymouth Argyle, he wasn't probably going to play. You know, good luck, man. I think that was a permanent, by the way.
1: Yeah, local kids, um, they can't all make it. That's yeah. just the reality of the situation. Doesn't mean they can't go and have a decent career and make some money and yep. be proud of themselves. But just not every kid who dreams of pulling on the boots and, and putting on the, the jersey for Everton is capable of achieving their dreams mm-hmm. at that level, at least. So, as you said, it's just the reality of football. Every so many, there's only so much. There's only uh, so many dreams that can be fulfilled.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, every time I saw him play, there was some promise there. But, I mean, I think he plays at a position where you need either more speed or more size. You know what I mean? And that's something that I don't know that he's... He seems like he's lacking a bit of that. So, yeah, hope he kicks ass, though. Uh, Robles is gone.
1: I've personally got a lot of time for Robles. I mean, he had his chances to seize the number one spot for himself, and he just never quite managed it. I mean, he would have a run of good games, but then in a vital game, he would just... He'd let himself down, and yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to really dig at the guy because I I think the goods outweighed the bad with Robles. He had yeah, he, he did far more things that impressed me than things that really made me just get annoyed at him. But you know, when you've got Jordan Pickford, yeah, there's just there's no there's, you you've got you haven't got a prayer of dislodging the guy. I would really like Robles if if he could stay. I think he was a good goalkeeper. He would be a great backup, but I don't yes. begrudge the guy going somewhere to be number one. Good luck to you, Joel
0: uh, David Hennen, the guy we thought was coming in at the time, the b- most bizarre transfer like saga yeah. with Olympiacos and, and Anderlecht. Yeah. It was just the weirdest combination. Uh, Yet yeah, he's leaving. I think when we when Martinez brought him in, we were all expecting him to make an impact quickly. Yeah. You know, young Belgian. Is he a striker? He's a winger. Whatever. He's quick. He's fast. He's got speed. Uh, it's a bummer. Because I was always hoping he would get a chance this year, too. Yeah, I was hoping he was going
1: yeah. to... St- strange player. I've been here for a while. Big things were touted originally. And just, for whatever reason, it never happened. Yeah. I mean, he went out on loan. Did he go out? I think he went out on loan a couple of times? He did. And just yeah. never pulled up any trees. So, maybe the, guy, maybe the guy is just not that good. And it's just another stinker from Roberto Martinez. It's hard to say. To go with his many other stinker players. I mean, Martinez could make... My grandma sound like Pele, mm-hmm. where he would wax lyrical about them. So, yeah, he was brought in when the love for Martinez was at its all-time peak. So, people believed every word out the guy's mouth when he was waxing lyrical about this kid. But, you know, as I said, just a, lot of pl- a lot of young players show promise and then it just never materialises. So, again, good luck to the guy. But you know, I'll, I'll, there was that feeling of, when he got here, Roy, I can't wait to see what this kid's made of. It's disappointing that we never really saw anything. Yeah. so oh, i don't think he did, he did he ever play a premier league game for
0: everton at any no. point no
1: no no he no. tells jerry yeah. doesn't it so
0: yeah Martinez uh missed his calling as a salesman i'm telling you <laughs> the guy can sell anybody yeah. anything just saying but david hinnon again good luck man uh he seemed like he wanted to play for everton just saying uh yeah, Speaking of someone who didn't really seem like they wanted to play for Everton at the end, Funis Mori to Villarreal for around 9 million pounds. That 20-something million was not accurate, apparently. Um, I get the vibe. The reason this happened so early is because he was pushing for it hard, that he just didn't want to be here anymore. That leaves us with no left-sided center back, no left-footed center back on the squad. Uh so is this a smart transfer? I mean, it, it seemed tr- triggered by Funes Mori. Uh, I, assuming we've got people lined up, it seems like it was a good idea, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Funes Mori had, his, had a lot of guys, a lot of supporters who did like him. I mm-hmm. mean, he was all heart. So I'll give the guy that. The guy, you know... It seemed like every time he went on the pitch, he did give it his all. Yeah. And he did score some memorable goals. And it looked like it did mean a lot to him, getting the fans on side. I mean, but, you know, he just was not reliable enough. It's the, the fact of the matter. There were too many, ga- too many instances where he made the wrong decision or, yeah, just didn't have enough common sense. Now, if it was a case of self-hung as Mori and bring through a kid and try to replace him then no I would not be happy I would like no if we can't if we haven't if we can't go out and buy a ready made replacement then don't sell him but it seems very much very 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 likely that a new centre pack is going to come into the club so if that's the case shake hands to Funes Mori you know there were some good times here you're welcome to come back anytime you like as a supporter or anything like that but just go and live out the rest of your career now so it's, it's a good business, especially yeah. considering the fact we made a profit. Yeah. That uh, whatever, whatever that money is, it, it seems that we have managed to make money on our initial investments, which, considering the fact that he didn't have an awful lot of good games when he played for us, mm. that's hard to do nowadays to make profits on players who don't really impress anybody. Really. When a player comes here and he kind of doesn't ever establish himself at any club, it's hard to make a, a substantial profit on them. You normally just have to sell them for cheap to get them off the wage bill, but it seems like it's a de- we've made quite a bit of money, so good luck to the guy. He's back in a league. He'll go to a league now that suits him better. He'll they'll speak his native language because he's a Spanish speaker at first. So good luck to the guy. I-, I-, I won't miss him an awful lot personally, but yeah, what else is there to say? We can do better than Funa's money. That- that's top and bottom. The club can do better than Funa's money, and it looks like they are going to go out and do better than Funa's money.
0: Yeah, I think we paid about the same amount that we got paid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we bought him for around nine million. Not nine
1: million. And I think mm-hmm. we
0: just brought in around nine million. So I think it was about yeah. the same. I think we kind of broke even with Funes Mori. But getting money period is a good thing. And his wages are are something to be so keep fine, in mind sure. too. Yeah. Um Yeah, Funes Mori was always good for about one brain fart a game. And that's scary when he when you play center back. Just saying. Um so yeah. I think that's it right now for outgoing transfers. Uh, Are we missing someone? Klausen
1: Ashley Williams. Ashley Williams to Stoke.
0: Yeah, that one might happen. Klausen to Besiktas might happen. He's been rumored as being a part of a Domo Vida deal, but the terms of that change every day in the Turkish media. Who knows? I heard with the Stoke transfer, it's all about wages. That would be holding him back on that. Uh, Schneiderlin to Marseille, but as you mentioned in previous videos... Silva supposedly has tried to talk Schneiderlin into staying. So there's that. Um, and who knows what Morales is doing? Who knows?
1: Cleaning the toilets. No idea. There's also, that's all, that's all, that's all.
0: <laughs> there's also rumors of DCL to Sheffield United uh, on loan for a season. I don't know. There was a rumor. Just saying. So that's it for outgoings right now that I can think of. All right. Paul, we have a new manager with new ways of doing things, new outlook. Uh, and the, the vibe that everyone is, is pushing is that not just our manager, but our director of football is really going to try to bring players up through the ranks and to give youth a chance. Play the kids. That's, that's what everyone is saying. One of the kids who was given some opportunities last season, who has always stood out, stood out, for several years for the uh, for the U23s. I remember he played for, I think it was the Dallas Cup team, the team that won the Dallas mm. Cup uh, uh, several years ago. Uh, U18s, yeah, 20, I think.
1: Yeah, sixteen.
0: Yeah. yeah, I remember. I watched those games. They played them on TV here. It was crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the guy I'm talking about is uh, Benny Boningame. Benny, we're just going to call him Benny. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. Benny. All right, yeah. So, um Benny's 19 years old and he got some opportunities to play last season and he looked pretty good, to be honest with you. Um it's sort of an Adrissa gay style, you know, plays similar similar position, center mid, center defensive mid. Uh kind of goes around and kind of wreaks havoc and distributes. And uh, I would almost say his passing is is about as good or better than Idrissa Gay's. Um he may not I don't know. Uh who knows if he's got the durability? Uh, but he is younger, so he's going to be a little more naive. Um, mm. I think he's perfect cover for Idrissa gay And I think it would be a really good idea to keep him in the squad. However, yeah. you never know. So, what do you think about Benny's chances of being in the pr- first team setup? And uh, do you think he'll get some time this season?
1: I think it will depend on what Silva decides to do. I mean, we, t- we touched on it previously. If Silva decides to... Play Sigurdsson alongside a Schneidlin and another sign of forward-thinking player. Then, Address Garner himself will find it hard to get in the team. So that's if, true. I don't any player. If, if Adrisa Garner Gay is going to have his game time limited, then any player who's going to be cover for him is going to have his time even less limited. I mean, I, I like Beninga me. I mean, he's a Unsworth darling. He, he, when Unsworth had his interim spell. He was basically, what the, the, him and John Joe Kenny were the players who came straight into the first team straight yeah. away. They got a lot of game time, whereas Ronald Koeman just did not give them the time of day. I doubt Ronald Koeman even knew who they were. So when he came in, he, you know, he, he looked like he, this was at a really bad time of the season as well. He looked like he really played for the shirt, like he had a lot of passion, that he really had a point to prove, that he had lots of energy to spend. So it was a real breath of fresh air when he came into the team. Now, obviously, when Allardyce took over, he was kind of fell back into the shadows again. And then in the last few months, few weeks of the season, he kind of got a few cameos here and there. He sort of came back a little bit. So he's clearly at the forefront of the of the manager's thinking. They are aware of him. There are some players like Klaasan and players like that who just get completely discarded and the manager just pretends like they're not even here, which wasn't the case with Beningham. I mean, it, we have seen players in the past... For, for Everton and for other teams, where they are the favourites of one manager. As soon as that manager leaves, um, that player, we never we never hear from them again. They just mm-hmm. drop straight back down to the reserves, or they go out on loan, or they they are just left to rot, basically. So, mm-hmm. Beningamy, I would like to see Beningamy get some game time, but if Adjester Garner-Gay himself is not going to get much game time next season, which we don't know, we, we have to wait and see what Silver plans to do, then I think a lone eye for Beningamy is not the worst idea in the world. I think Mm. telling Beningamy to go out, get 30 games a season minimum under his belt in a team that is ideally set up similar to how Silva wants to set us up, I think that may be a good idea. But Beningamy at this stage of his career, he just needs games. If he can get 15, 20 games here next season, coming off the bench and playing a cup game or a midweek game when we just need some freshness then, great. Keep him around, Mm. let him learn. Have a go on a game mentor him and kind of mould him. But if it's going to be a case of where he's just going to be a not even a spare part, he's just going to be a guy who's just put in the cupboard. We don't see him hardly ever. Then alone is the best idea. Just mm. get the guy some game time. That is what's most crucial. But he has to get up minutes on the pitch. He has to learn, and there's only so much he's going to learn when he is not on the field. So just get him on the field to play. So if he does go out on loan. I'd like to see him go to a team that is very similar to how we're going to set up and of a similar level. Maybe, maybe a Premier League team, top championship team. I, I, don't see, I don't see the use of sending him to a, a League 2 team.
0: I think a strong championship team. That's where, if we're going to loan some of these guys that are on the cusp, if we, for some reason, loan Dowell again, uh, Beningami, uh, if we loan uh, you know, DCL, these need to be... To teams that are competing for promotion next season in the championship, I stand by a a a lone move to the championship. I really do because I think they go from having potential to marrying it with the physicality that the championship gives you. Like that's one of the things that a lot of these kids don't have yet, you know, because you get. You get I keep on saying it carved out of wood like in Fight club, you go to the championship, you get carved out of wood because you play so many games, and it's so physical, you know it's a different type of physicality so if it's going to if it's going to make them come out a little bit more mature and more uh I don't know mentally ready, mentally strong and physically strong, I yeah. think pushing those kids to the championship is a great thing. But yeah. you also think about the fact that the rumors are that we're only going to bring in about four players. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if we bring in four players, center back, left back, maybe a center mid, and maybe a winger.
1: Mm. So maybe a, maybe a striker. You you know, maybe, a yeah, maybe.
0: The funny thing is, I feel like if you and I were to list our weaknesses, we'd have more than four. We would need about seven players if we really were listing what we need. But they're trying to keep it down from what we... And you know what? People may be wrong. You know what I mean? But they're wanting to have a squad of about 25 players. So that's... If you take every single position and put a backup for that position, that's 22 already. And then you've got to have more than one striker backup. So one of those three players in the squad is a striker. So... One of the, And in the others, I mean, where, where are the other two going to be? What are they? So, yeah, I that's just – who knows what we're going to do with these players, you know? Uh, I I don't know. I like the idea of having him occupy a spot on our squad. I think he's a good player. If we plan on yeah. having a Ghana Gay type of role for our squad, Beningbe needs to be here to cover that, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but if Silva's not running that style the way you said, we could definitely see him go out on loan. I could see that happen. Yeah, so, definitely. You're right. It's up to Silva. How does he want to do it? I don't know. I'm oddly confident with the guy, though. For some reason, I've been very comfortable with Silva lately. When I think about the fact that him going in and with bronze, I don't know, that team, I'm just like, ah, I'm, I'm okay. And I don't even mind that we're taking so long to buy players. I'm okay with it.
1: We, I, the other day we got our first visual of silver wearing the training gear the season's training gear and it was a great it was he looked absolutely beautiful
0: he looked like it. he wasn't wearing a pair of copas uh, yeah. I was like
1: yes'
0: <laughs> it's like yeah. proper football boots that's nice
1: I can't wait to see what he wears um, because we always traditionally have i mean during preseason the play the, the manager just seems to you know wear the training gear the shorts the yeah. socks. The the sweatshirt For the final pre-season game of the season Which is always at Goodison Park Where we kind of get a big name team over mm-hmm. The manager always puts his suit on He looks smart Because there's going to be a big crowd there I can't wait to see the outfit he rocks At Goodison in August when we play I believe it is The name escapes me I think we booked a game in for Goodison Valencia? We, we always play one every season
0: it's Valencia, Valencia, right?
1: Yeah, it's Valencia. We always book a game in the first week of August, just before preseason, and the manager always looks dapper, and I can't wait to see what Marco Silva pulls out for us.
0: It's a pretty legit preseason, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Lille, Porto, Valencia, these are, these are good squads. <laughs> these are yeah. teams that actually have some quality players. I, I, I like this. I, so far, I'm, I'm on board. I don't have a lot of complaints mm. this season yet. yet. Not yet 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 all right so
1: anything else on benny on benny the only thing i think is worth mentioning is if he does go on loan to a premier league club which is possible i mean i don't want him going to a team where the manager is going to change mid-season i think that is very detrimental to a young player who's on loan and it, it, it happens clubs get into trouble they're right down the bottom The manager's changed. The club's in turmoil. That is the last thing a young kid like him needs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Players who've got a loan, they need to just be at a stable club where they're either going to come up or they're just going to finish just below the. They're going to be safe. They're not going to end the season in total disaster. I don't want a player who just is thrown in the deep end. The club's in trouble. The atmosphere around the ground, around the stadium, is terrible. The manager's out the door. You know, somewhere like a Swansea—that's a good example. I don't want to see him rock up at a Swansea mm. or like a Crystal Palace last season, where the whole club was just in turmoil. I actually don't the think he'll go the last to thing.
0: Premier League. I just don't no. see it happening. I don't know. I, I don't.
1: I, yeah, I think we yeah, think
0: more so. of him than those teams would. You know what I mean?
1: True. True. So, so, uh, it's in Benny. Yeah. To sum up, there's a place for him in our squads, but only if he's guaranteed to get time. If he's not going to play a dozen a dozen at least games this e- for us this season that he needs to go on low because he needs game time he needs time on the pitch to develop and to get minutes and particularly with his style as well because he's a presser a pressing midfielder. feel that players like that they need to be active that yeah. they can't just be playing what 90 minutes one week then out, yeah. out the next week they have to get a run of games before they get fit yeah. so I want to see a lot of for Beningamy I've got I think high hopes for him he's got a bright future but let's just get him on the pitch playing and developing
0: oh yeah so so yeah, so that's uh, that's it for uh, our Benny segment. It's Very possible he's got gonna have some first team minutes coming up, more than last season one would think. So, uh, that is it for that segment. It's also it for the big show. Podcasters out there, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can, and if you if you're feeling super sweet, leave us a nice review. That would just you know, do us a solid, folks. Uh, also, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues uh, YouTube channel. We're creeping slowly toward 900. We appreciate the support, so thanks so much for that. Um, check out uh, Paul's writing on the, uh, the Toffee Blues website. Uh, he's got some analysis on there. Uh, every once in a while, he drops the knowledge. Uh, check it out. All right? Yeah, I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> I went on Dr. Evil. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy nerds. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of the Topic Blues website, just check out the website. There's a lot of analysis. All things Everton on there. Check it out. There's analysis by other contributors that come on our YouTube channel as well. You'll recognize people like Max on there, Tom. Lastly, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm done plugging. No more. All right? uh paul thank you very much i appreciate your time man no
1: problem dude so
0: bye